You know, there's uh, plenty of teams that taste a little sweeter when uh, Illinois' basketball team beats them. Namely, I'm thinking about Iowa, Northwestern, of course. It's always nice to beat Missouri. But ever since the COVID year, when Big Ten essentially handed Michigan that Big Ten title, despite having less wins than Illinois, I get a certain level of high from beating the Michigan Wolverines. And that's exactly what Illinois did today. 88-73. Jawan Howard is now gone 0-7 against Brad Underwood, a.k.a. Daddy Brad. We're, we're at the point now where, I mean, Jawan has to legitimately have nightmares about Brad Underwood. There's, I'm surprised he didn't have... He didn't come up with an excuse for Phil Martelli to coach this game. It's uh, I hope this is not the last time we face Jawan. You know, I know there's been talk recently, and now they're uh, seven and eleven, I believe, on the season. Um, doing very poorly in the conference. Uh, I was worried earlier that he may not make it to this game because I wanted to get that. Uh, I wanted Brad to get a full touchdown over Jawan, and that's where we're at now, at seven and zero. But I'm in a great mood. Uh, you know, I record these things after we win because, again, the vibes are good. Uh, first off, like, where do we even start with this game? Um, Coleman Hawkins. The Coleman Hawkins game. Like, this is the type of game that he's going to be sending to scouts uh, to play in the NBA. Let me look at his numbers real quick. In 36 minutes, Coleman Hawkins put up 21 points. 10 rebounds, 4 assists, 6 steals, which is obviously a career high, and a block. He he disrupted Michigan on defense. Uh, he was making 3.3 out of 5 from 3-point land, made all 6 of his free throws. He was clearly the best player on the court today. And, and that says a lot because Quincy Garrier also had – a fantastic game. He himself had 16 points and 14 rebounds. It's nice to see the energy came back. You can see it on the floor today against Michigan. We went on an 11-0 run at the beginning of the game. Michigan scored the first two points of the game, and then they never led after that. Illinois left for 39 minutes following that. Uh, we went on an 11-0 run, up 11-2. We went on a little run at, again uh, at the beginning of the second half. And again, Michigan kind of cut it close to a one-point lead. They tied us at one point. But ultimately, Illinois was just too much. I'm not sure what Michigan was, what their game plan was today. Uh, you can kind of see what kind of teams that Illinois will struggle against and what kind of teams they match up pretty well against. And Michigan was just one of those teams that they refused to try to play physical with us. Illinois grabbed almost every single rebound I saw. Let me see if I can get a full 38 rebounds to 25 rebounds uh, in favor of Illinois. Michigan just tried to play some sort of finesse ball, which just was not going to work against our size. And, you know, those are, those are the type of teams, you know, Northwestern is another one, which Illinois seems to handle pretty well. It seems like the teams that can – match up with Illinois size, a Maryland, 
uh, Indiana comes to mind. You know, I'm looking forward to that game. I think that'll be an interesting one. Michigan State has some size, and you know, that game was close right up until the end. Uh, those are the kinds of teams that give Illinois problems. But Michigan, I don't know, it's they didn't scout us or what it was, but they just they try to do the opposite of the way our team plays, and they pay for it. I mean, the the score is a lot. There's a bigger gap in the score than the game actually was. It was a pretty well-battled game between the two teams. Uh, Illinois kind of ran away with it uh, in the last couple minutes. But, you know, where do I start? Uh, the good, I talked about Hawkins and Gary A. Ty Rogers, I think, had a fantastic game. He had 15 points on 6-for-13 shooting and made 3 out of 6 free throws. Obviously, we still got to work on the free throws, but... You know, it's just a simple type of energy that Ty brings. Um, after that Purdue game, I was really worried that he was going to be reading social media, read some of the headlines, talking about what he's bad at. And I was very worried that maybe he would run into some sort of confidence issue, and that's just not what's happened. Um, he's he was he played super aggressive. Him and Marcus Damask today was. The epitome of what booty ball looks like when it works. They both were making the right passes. They both collapsed on the lane, found the right guy, made the right pass, dribbled out when they needed to. You can see how that offense, like how why Brad fell in love with it, having it played against us last year with Jalen Pickett and uh, Penn State. Marcus Damask, 15 points. Uh, he didn't have a great shooting night, 5 for 14, 0 for 4 from three-point land. He still can't make a, a three-pointer for some reason, but I think it'll come around. Uh, four turnovers for Damask. Oh, I meant to say Ty Rogers, zero turnovers today. I mean, that's, again, that's what you, the Ty Rogers you saw today, it's the Ty Rogers we need to make an inevitable March run. The, we did have a Nico Moretti signing. Uh, not for long. He played about six minutes. He got uh, two points, one out of two from the floor. It's he, he was brought in early in the first half, I did notice, and it's good to just get his legs running a little bit. It's going to be tough. Uh, Doug McDaniel, as soon as Moretti came in, basically attacked him constantly on the defensive end. And, again, I, I don't expect many minutes from Moretti going forward, but – we need somehow – I know Brad doesn't think so. Brad talked about in a press conference that these kids are all in their early 20s and you know playing them all these minutes is not a concern of his. It's a concern of mine. Uh, today we had, we played eight guys. Um, Harmon played 19 minutes. Moretti played six. Danger played three. I just think – I mean, I get that they're young, but you're overtaxing these guys, and we see how important these players are going to be come March. I personally didn't understand why Luke Goody was brought into the game, why Marcus Damask was in at the end of the game when we were up 15 points uh, over the last minute, minute and a half. I know it's not a lot, but, you know, give the young guys, give Longhorn, you know, give them some burn on the court. Let them feel what uh, being in a Big Ten atmosphere is like. Now, not that today was really a Big Ten atmosphere. I don't know if you guys saw a lot of the videos being posted. Uh, it wasn't exactly a sold-out house in Ann Arbor. But, you know, Illinois did what they needed to do. And, again, I'm, I'm very proud of this team. Uh, it, 
it, that game against Maryland was such a bummer, and it's just not a game that we've seen them play all season long. They just seem to lack energy. They couldn't feed off the home crowd. There just wasn't much energy coming from the home crowd. And it was just a sloppy game where they were out-hustled. Uh, Maryland clearly was playing for their conference hopes, um, possibly tournament hopes at this point. It might be too late for that. But they were – and they missed bunnies. Illinois, and Illinois started off this game missing layups too. I just – I don't know what was going on with that. But eventually we fixed that. Illinois, 88-73. Brad Underwood, 7-0 and against Jawan Howard now. We play Rutgers on Sunday. I have uh, an appointment tomorrow. I'll be recording a preview episode with Aaron Breeman uh, uh, from the Rutgers, um, one of their podcasts. I'm really looking forward to that. I'll post that either tomorrow or Saturday. But again, you know, great victory for Illinois. Uh, you know, it's again, I just, it feels a little special to me when we beat Michigan at this point. Just piling on these losses to Jawan Howard, who I've always said I did not think was a good coach. Uh, it, it just tastes uh, extra sweeter. Um, Terrence Shannon, that's uh, we had a little non-update update today uh, for Terrence Shannon Jr. Uh, he uh, had his first Kansas court case, um, well appearance, and they sent the they set the premiere preliminary. That's the word I'm looking for. Uh, date for February 23rd. Uh, I reached out to Mil Mitch Galifillan. Galifillan. Sorry, it's late. Um, the lawyer who joined us the last episode to kind of talk about this case. And he said today was very procedural. Not to expect much news. We're still waiting on the whole Terrence Shannon, uh, the, the TRO, whether that's going to be ruled one way or the other. Uh, I, I was told there's no timeline on that. It could have been a day after. It could have been a week, which I think we're about five, six days uh, away from that now. But uh, it could take another week. It could take a month. Hopefully not, because if the next that we're going to hear about it, this case is going to be February 23rd, then we're at the point where we can go ahead and assume that Shannon's career with the Illini is over, which, you know, in the grand scheme of things is the least important part of all this. But, you know, I know you guys want uh, all the Shannon information. I, I assure you that when we have an update on the restraining order, Mitch has uh, very kindly agreed to come back on the show and kind of explain things and up, update us on uh, the whole legal aspect in common layman's terms. But that's going to be it for today. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Another Illinois victory. If you don't mind, send your friends. Uh, let your friends know, all your Illinois homies, we need to spread the knowledge here. Uh, I'm going to be on a national show on Monday evening on YouTube, and I'm going to be sending out the link. So follow me at IlliniCast. Uh, when it was announced that they were going to talk about Illinois football, a lot of the comments were kind of making fun. Like, well, who? How'd you find an Illinois fan? Blah, blah, blah. I mean, I know people are just having fun with it, but... You know, we got to show that, you know, it, Illinois has a presence online. We really do. I, I understand our football team isn't followed as rapidly as our basketball team. But, you know, with the way college football is shifting, we need to build that base up uh, on the football side as well. So I'll drop the link. 
sometime this weekend, uh, Monday night, I believe it's 7 o'clock central time. I'll be going on the show, talking 20, 30 minutes about Illinois' football team, um, just what's been going around in the offseason. And I'll be talking about, you know, Brett and the transfers we've gotten coming in and my personal outlook for the 2024 season. So follow us at IlliniCast. Please, 86% of the people watching this video aren't subscribed. Hit that button. Hit a like. For a guy like me, it matters a whole bunch. I can't, uh, I'm trying not to beg, but until I reach a thousand, I'm going to have to beg. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, again, sweet dreams to Juwan Howard, who I feel like is not going to be having them. Uh, he, Brad Underwood owns Juwan Howard. Daddy Brad. All right, folks, I'll see you all on Sunday.